Hi, I'm Crystal, the parenting coach. Parenting is a thing that some of us just expected to know how to do. It's not like other areas of your life where you go to school and get taught, get on the job training or have mentors to help you. But now you can get that help here. I believe that your relationship with your children is one of the most important aspects of your life and the best way that you can make a positive impact on the world and on the future. I've made parental relationships my life study, and I use life coaching tools, emotional wellness tools, and connection-based parenting to build amazing relationships between parents and their children. If you want an even better relationship with your child, this podcast will help you. Take my parenting quiz at the link in the show notes. Once we know what your parenting style is, we will send some tips tailored to you and a roadmap to help you get the most out of my podcast. I invite you to help me spread the word by sharing your favorite episode on social media or with a friend. Don't forget to check out my new mindset journal for parents at www.coachcrystal.ca slash shop, which will help you to parent calm, confident children that you love to be around. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast, When Parenting is Hard. First of all, I have to mention, it feels like I haven't been here in a while. I know it probably doesn't feel that way to you because I recorded a few podcasts and then I left to Hawaii and I was gone for a month and... Um, those have still been coming out, but I have not been here at my computer recording a podcast for a while. And so over this last week, as we ended Hawaii and we came home and we're kind of dealing with jet lag and traveling and all the things, I've just been pondering on what would be the most important thing to share with you and how I could help support you in the deepest way. And, um, the thought that came to me in the shower, which is usually where my best thoughts come as I'm just like, it's peaceful, calm and quiet in there was what about when parenting is hard? We talk a lot about um, tips and tools and tricks and mindset work and healing and all of these things. But what do we do when parenting is just really hard when we feel like we're trying to do the things and it's just a struggle? Um, I have a lot of things to say about this. I have a lot of tips to give. Um, Before I dig into what those bigger, longer tips are going to be, I'm going to say, first of all, um, throw out the parenting books. I would not I would not worry about that or work on that when you feel like parenting is hard because when parenting is hard, it is so much less to do with your kids and the challenges that you're going through with them and so much more to do with what's going on with you. I know it does not feel that way. It feels like it's definitely them and their behavior and what's going on with them that is making parenting so difficult. But um, it really is so much more about what's happening for us and when we can allow ourselves time to go through that process and maybe there's some grief or some processing or healing that needs to be done, we'll be so much better suited to deal with whatever challenge it is that has come up. So um, let's dig into um, when parenting is hard. I'm going to tell you a couple of situations, examples from my life um, that um, in which this happened. Um, one of them, I was dealing with uh, one of my teenagers and something had come up um, that they wanted to talk about. And I noticed that as they were talking to me about it and we were kind of going through this challenge together that I was feeling really triggered. Like even thinking about it right now is still making me feel like I can feel kind of like a little bit jittery and like my... Um, my body, my emotions just feel a little bit more activated, a little bit more charged. That's what I call a trigger. I can feel myself feeling that just thinking about the situation. And um, I definitely thought it was about my child and about the issue that we were dealing with him. Um, but when I kind of calmed down and paused, and I also got to hop on the hop on a coaching call with an amazing friend of mine, um, she definitely um, talked to me down. I was able to realize so much of it was just what was happening for me. 
and what this challenge that we were going through was bringing up for me personally. It was so much more about me and my background and my history and my beliefs and what was happening in my mind that was making me feel so activated and charged and so much less about my child. And when I was able to work through that um, emotionally and um, definitely like nervous system-y, which we're going to talk about today, um, I was so much better suited to be able to help him with the challenge that he was going through in such a good and effective way. It was amazing how how it changed. Um, I'm not going to dig too much into the nitty gritty of that one. Um, um, just because I think these other situations are going to be a little bit, a little bit easier for us to relate to. So, um, two other examples. One is I have a child. It's interesting because I feel like I'm talking about each of my kids today. And uh, on the podcast, I always, I'm always trying to be wary of like, I don't want to give too much of my kids' personal information, privacy, whatever out there. And you know, put all of their uh, problems on display. So I'm trying to pick um, situations in which I don't have to give too much details or too much information because I want to be conscious of of them and their privacy also. But um, I do have a child that's neurodivergent. I have two, probably more than two, but two diagnosed so far um, that one of them finds it really difficult to listen. I'm sure you can relate to this if you are a parent. Um, at least the first time I ask, usually the fifth, the 10th, the 15th time still finds it really hard to listen. It is just harder for him. This makes sense. He's neurodivergent. He gets really into whatever he's doing. Um, it's like, he's just in and he's focused and he can kind of only focus on that thing. And a lot of times I'm doing my own thing and I'm not aware of that. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not remembering that. And I am just trying to get done what I need to get done. And I feel like it's kind of a burden or annoying that he's just not listening. Um, I'm not taking the time to pause, to connect with him, to get down on his level um, as I'm asking him to do something, as I'm telling him something. Um, You might relate to this also. So I have the tools, right? I know the things. I'm not doing those things because I'm just like on autopilot doing my thing. And then he's not listening. And maybe the first time it's okay. Maybe the second, third, fourth, 17th time, I start to get really frustrated. Um, and that's what I call about a trigger. That's that's what a trigger is. When I'm really emotionally activated or emotionally charged, that's when I'm feeling triggered. And it's never... Whatever is triggering us is never on the surface. So this is one of the things I'm going to talk about. And obviously, just your kid not listening maybe doesn't feel like it's just overly hard for you. But I'm going to give you a few tools that you can use that you can plug into any difficult situation. So just because I'm not talking about the most hard situation that I've ever been through doesn't mean that you can't use these same tools. So um, what I did was I paused afterwards and I asked myself, what is really bothering me here? Because it's never on the surface. It's never just the non-listening. It's never just the challenge that we're going through. It always seems like it is on that on the surface. I think of it as like dandelions. I'm like plucking out these dandelions and they just keep growing back and I can't figure out why they're growing back and why they're still bothering me because I haven't dug into the root. So the root is things like, what is really bothering me about this? That's a question I can ask myself. What about this behavior? What about this situation? What about this problem is bothering me? What's going on underneath the surface? And in that moment, I realized that I had this old paradigm stuck in my head that went something like this. Good parents have good kids that listen to them. Good kids are respectful, immediately respectful, immediately obedient. They're quiet, they're calm, they listen the first time they're asked and do it, whatever their parents told them to do. They don't like talk back or question or wonder. Anything outside of that paradigm must mean something about me as a parent, my ability to parent, and therefore me as a person. 
This might sound extreme to you if you've never dug into triggers, but often our triggers really do sound like this when we dig into them. And this is so interesting to me because I don't actually believe this consciously at all. I believe that um, we want kids that question. We want kids that are curious. We want kids that are thinking about things and not just listening to adults um, and going ahead with them all of the time. Um, we want them to have their own personalities, their own ideas, and we want them to feel like they can they can ask those. We want them to feel like they can um, be present and have those engaging conversations with us and we can have a collaboration. And it doesn't mean that I'm not always also going to lead and also going to set boundaries, but I don't want a child that just automatically listens no matter what and shuts down their personality and who they are and what their desires are and all everything about them to just please me. That is not what I want. So in my mind, consciously, do not believe this paradigm at all. I mean, a parenting coach, I literally talk about this all the time, but subconsciously, it is still here. It is still present with me. It is still being pulled along. I'm still being affected by it, but I did not even notice that it was still in my head. Our beliefs, even if we don't consciously hold them anymore, still affect us even if we don't realize they're affecting us. And that is what a trigger is. If the pain was deep, you will have to let it go many times. Young Pueblo. That's from his book, Lighter. I love it. I posted that on Instagram just a little bit ago. I think this is true about beliefs too. If it's a belief that's like hurt us or that's deep to us, that's been passed down for many generations or that we had for a long time, and we're going to have to let it go over and over and over and over again. Uncovering what those triggers are, uncovering the beliefs behind them, opening them up, looking at them and detaching ourselves from them, processing through them. That's what helps us to heal. So that eventually over time, we find ourselves less triggered by our kids, by our partners, by our friends, by coworkers, social media, family. I'm not just talking about um, kids triggering us. Anything can trigger us. All right, on to the last um, story that I want to share from my personal life. I shared about this on Instagram too, and I may have talked about this on the podcast, but I was in Costco. My daughter's having a total of huge 11 out of 10 meltdown. We had to like literally physically drag her out of there. She's like kicking, screaming, throwing things. It was just chaos um, because she wanted something that we were not buying her. Um, and I felt very triggered in the moment. I felt like it was really difficult to show up in the way that I wanted to as a parent, that even though I know these tools and I know what I quote unquote should be doing or could be doing, I felt like those were unavailable to me in the moment. I wasn't completely, I didn't completely lose it or anything, but I definitely wasn't kind and compassionate in my tone. Like I'd want to be, I wasn't connected as I wanted to be to her. Um, and I just even though I processed it so much better than I would have a few years ago um, or even a year ago, it was still not the way that I wanted to deal with it. But I found it really hard in the moment. And I dug into what is really hard about this. And I started to notice because I do so much mindset work, right? Thought work all the time. I'm noticing my thoughts even in the moment. So we're in literally in Costco and she's freaking out and I'm thinking about my thinking, which is already a step forward, right? I wouldn't have done that years ago. And as I'm thinking about my thinking, I'm noticing that every single thought that I was having 
had nothing to do with her. It had everything to do with judgments from other people. It's what I thought other people would be thinking about me. That maybe they'd be thinking like, that I'm a bad mom, that I'm doing a bad job. Why can't I just control my kid? I need to do something differently. Maybe they know that I'm a parenting coach. Maybe they listen to my podcast and then they see me not you know, being able to handle this situation. What are they going to be thinking about me? All of these thoughts and super, super rapid fire too. Like just so much thinking, unproductive thinking as in not helping me create a solution in that moment. Most of it, almost all of it negative. That was what was triggering me in that moment. It wasn't even the meltdown that my daughter was experiencing. And if I was able to be in a space where I could have processed through it in that moment and calmed myself down and you'd done all of that, I probably would have just calmed down and waited and just sat with her while she screamed. I probably wouldn't have cared about what anybody else was thinking. And I probably wouldn't have even had her leave Costco, (laughs) just sit there with her. And my energy would have been able to help her energy. But in the moment, I was that was unavailable to me. And it will sometimes to you also. And I wanted to share this with you because I think that sometimes people have this idea that because I'm a parenting coach and I've done this work and blah, 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 that I'm just like, I don't know, immune to like the human humanity now. Um, and it's just not true. I'm just still on the same journey with you. I'm still healing. I'm still working through these things. And I'm not nearly as triggered as often or as frequently or as frequently or as intensely as I used to be for sure. But I'm still just on the same journey and I'm still doing the same healing. And in that moment, and after the fact, the story, the paradigm that was going in my head again was good moms don't have kids that act this way. Or if they do act this way, they're able to stop it immediately, stop that behavior immediately, because that means that they're a good parent. Again, I do not believe that, but that is what I was modeled. That's what I saw all around me, media, family, church, community, school. That is what the belief was. You need to get the child to listen and to obey right then. And big emotions are a problem. So um, I came up with the idea of this podcast, thinking about these situations and more um, that I want to respect people's privacy and I don't want to dig into all of the, all of the, um, stories that I could, but, um, well, as being transparent as I can here, um, when these parenting challenges arise and when parenting is hard, I want you just to pause and just take a minute and ask yourself, is there something more going on here with me? What is happening in my mind? What about this challenge, this situation, this other person, this social media comment is bothering me so much? And why? It's really there. And as we can do this healing work, this uncovering work about what's really there, we will be less hurt. I saw this quote that said, um, hurt people hurt people and heal people heal people. I think when I have all this hurt inside, that I have not shined a light on, that I don't even know is there, that I haven't consciously started to work through. I am full of all these hurts. Like all those tiny little acupuncture needles, you know, that you have all over the place. If somebody were to come just like jab in one of them, it would like hurt in that spot, right? So I have all these little like acupuncture needles all over, all these little hurts. And so when somebody says something or does something or a challenge pops up, it hurts. 
they're, it's like they're pushing in at those needles. They're like digging in and you can feel it. But over time, as we start to shine a light on those triggers, on the healing, on the areas of our life that maybe we haven't dug into yet, that we still need to work on and we start to do that healing, that we drop some of those acupuncture needles, that we drop some of that hurt and we change it for healing. And healing is light. And we change it for that healing light that then we can spread to other people. I truly believe that healed people heal people. If I hadn't taken the time to work on my own healing and be introspective about what was happening for me and taking emotional responsibility for that and working on that, I would have never been able to get to the space where I could have helped my children, helped my family heal, and then helped so many other families also um, through the work that I do. And you can do the same. We all have this ability to um, find healing, to be on this healing journey, and then to spread that healing to the rest of the world. I also want to mention that um, one healing modality isn't better than the other. It isn't the be-all, end-all. And one might not be the thing that you just need forever. Um, when I found the life coach school, I loved the mindset work there and I found it super helpful. Um, but then I found all this work through Brene Brown and I found that super helpful. And, um, lately I've been into meditation and I found that super helpful and yoga. And I think that all of these healing modalities, coaching therapy can be so powerful. And I just believe that whatever we need comes to us in the moment that we need it. And so if coaching is calling to you, if that's feeling like something that you are interested in, you want to dig into, definitely reach out. I'm going to have a few one-on-one spots coming available. Um, but maybe it's therapy. Um, still reach out and I'll see if I can connect you with an amazing therapist. Um, there's also um, meditation. Sometimes it's just our own work, right? Just writing it down, just journaling, just doing thought work. My um, mindset journal is really great for that. If you want to check that out at www.coachcrystal.ca slash shop. Uh, my mindset journal is there. Maybe it's a retreat. I put on retreats also. So for sure, check that out because that can be really healing. Um, other people have retreats in different areas and different kinds of retreats. So just um, ask yourself, everyone needs healing. Everybody across the board, it does not matter who you are or where you're at in your journey. And just ask yourself, what would be helpful for me right now? And not healing because we're like terrible people with all this junk or baggage or whatever. We're just humans. And um, so that's what we need. We're going through a human journey. We're all in this together. I'm going to give you two things that I think will be helpful to do when you find parenting is hard or when life is hard. I'm also going to mention quickly, um, if you find it's really hard and you're having any kind of suicidal thoughts, harmful thoughts, please reach out call a suicide hotline, reach out to a therapist or a counselor in your area, um, find a friend, tell a friend. Okay. So back to your regular scheduled programming. The two things I want to leave you with are one self-compassion two self-regulation. So when you're finding that parenting is really hard or life is really hard, the number one thing to do is self-compassion. And the number two thing is going to be self-regulation. Um, self-compassion is accepting where I am on this journey, accepting that, yeah, I didn't handle that day in Costco as good as maybe I quote unquote could have, but it actually was as good good as I could have. Because in that moment with my skills and my tools and my knowledge and how much I ate that day and how much I had slept and all of those things, that is 
the best that I could do in that moment. It is the best that I did do. Oh, I did not think I was going to get teary in this podcast episode, but when we can find a self-compassion for where we are, even in the moments when we don't show up in the way that we want to, that is where the healing comes. All we really want to do is have compassion for our kids and for those around us. And we're trying to push, 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 push without realizing that the key is having compassion for us first. So accepting like, yeah, I'm a human. I make mistakes. I still do as a parenting coach, make parenting mistakes probably daily. And that's okay because I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm healing alongside everybody else. Um, And accepting where I am and having compassion and love and empathy for all of me, all of the parts of me um, is what helps me to heal and to just naturally have compassion flow from me to others. Number two, self-regulation. And what I mean by this is finding things that can help your nervous system regulate. So when you're feeling like parenting is hard, um, over the last month or two, I've just felt a little bit off, um, not in my parenting, um, but just in life and uh, somewhat in my business and like not knowing what to do next or just all these thoughts kind of swirling around in my mind. And I've just felt that offness, just felt that hardness. And all I've been focusing on is self-regulation. So every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to meditate. Even if that's only like a minute of just clearing your mind or like a five minute guided meditation you find on YouTube. Um, uh, It can be laying on your back with your legs up against the wall and doing some like deep breaths. It can be finding some time to spend in nature, but whatever you can do to help regulate yourself will really help in those moments. So when you find that parenting is hard or that life is hard, um, see if you can find a way to get yourself to a space of self-compassion and find some ways to help you with regulation. If you need more tips or tools on that, or if you're not quite sure exactly what I'm talking about, just send me a message on Instagram or Facebook and I can um, give you some more give you some more tools or tips. I also have a lot in my mindset journal, burn this book. Um, there's self-compassion and shame work there. And there's also um, regulation. There's a whole section on regulation with lots of different ideas. And all, all through the book, there's a QR, QR codes that you can scan with videos that explain each of the concepts. So if you're looking for something like that, um, go check that out too. So thank you for being here with me. I am excited to be back and be back on the podcast. I'm not as excited about the weather that greeted me when I was back in Canada and away from Hawaii, but um, I am really excited to be back here and recording. And if there is a topic or an idea that you have that you're really interested in hearing about or a specific challenge that you're working through, I would love for you to reach out and I can um, talk about it on the podcast. And also please, please take a minute. I swear it takes a minute or less to rate, follow, review, subscribe. I know it's different on every different platform, but there's always a way to leave a rating and a review. And that can really help um, other people find this work too. Um, So I would really appreciate that as well. Thank you for being here and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to help spread this work to the world, share this episode on social media and tag me. Send it to a friend or leave a quick rating and review below so more people can find me. If you'd like more guidance on your own parenting journey, reach out.